Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah is brought to you by Fuedobots. If you're not familiar, Fuedobots is a hot sauce of the month club. They bring small batch and craft hot sauces that you've probably never heard of to your doorstep every 30 days, every 60 days, or every 90 days. It's your choice. They've got sauces from the Deep South, Mexico, and even the Caribbean available to purchase right now. Guys, they even sell a spicy honey. You can shop by spiciness level, pepper type, and they even have gluten-free and low-sodium options. Go to Fuedobots.com and use the code BROBIBLE10 for $10 off your first subscription order. Comic-Con, Shauna? I think I'm Johnny's brother. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah, The Entourage Podcast. I am your host, J.R. Hickey. Back to our regularly scheduled programming on Monday mornings. Thanks to everybody who listened last Wednesday to the mini-episode that we did with Parks and Recreation's Ben Schwartz. A little something different, a little something fun for everyone. He was a little taken off guard by the fact that we were talking about Entourage, but we had fun with it, and, and he rolled with the punches, which was great. We have another comedian on this week, Adam Ray. Adam Ray is the definition of blowing up right now. Got a show coming out on Hulu next year, got a Netflix movie coming out this summer, and he's touring all over the country. I was super fortunate to have a chance to talk to him on the heels of three sold-out nights in his hometown of Seattle, Washington. He was a bit hungover for the conversation, so just some fair warning, he was still hilarious. Adam's Johnny Drama impression is second to none, so usually when I talk to a guest about like famous quotes or our favorite moments from the show, I, as you know, I like to drop in the audio. But since Adam's impression of drama is so perfect and so spot-on, I decided to keep his impression in and then just drop the clip in after we talk about it, so... Bear with me there. Just a great conversation. Dude loves Entourage. Dude loves to say dude. I'm finding myself saying dude more times than usual throughout the course of this conversation. If you have the chance, make sure you see him when he comes to your hometown. His website is in the show notes of today's episode. Follow him on Twitter. Follow him on Instagram. Make sure you follow me on Instagram and Twitter, at JRWillDoIt. And keep those five-star reviews coming, guys. Those are super helpful. Um... And listen to the Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah Spotify playlist. That is in the show notes as well. Apologies about the bad audio quality right now. I'm currently traveling on the road in my hometown of Chicago. Don't worry, the rest of the episode is quality per usual. So thanks for listening, and we will see you next Monday. Enjoy my conversation with Adam Ray. Later. Our guest this week is a comedian and actor who has recently been seen in Curb Your Enthusiasm, Game Over Man, Arrested Development, and Season 2 of Netflix's American Vandal. He has performed stand-up on The Late Late Show with Craig Ferguson, as well as Adam Devine's House Party on Comedy Central. His new album, Read the Room, is now available everywhere albums are sold. Dialing in from his hometown of Seattle, Washington, Adam Ray, welcome to the Entourage Podcast. What an intro, dude. <laughs> I feel like I was getting out of the car just at the perfect time as my buddies were slamming it at the same time <laughs> as true friends do. I don't know what's better like that moment or when Jason Biggs and the rest of the crew, uh, cheers to, uh, to being perverts for another four years. <laughs> there's a, there's a callback reference that ages us a little bit, right? 
An American Pie reference? Not at all. We're killing it, dude. Dude, you're killing it. You just recorded your new stand-up album. Yeah. You're in Seattle. You just had a, a, a run of sold-out shows. Thank you for taking the time to talk about... Dude, anytime. ...an episode of Entourage that's fucking 14 years old at this point. Yeah, dude. But this is, you know, we waited the... Uh, if we waited a, another year, I think it would probably be... Yeah, we'd be past our, our time to really get into it. But people will appreciate the 14-year breakdown, so... For sure. What uh, what what's your experience watching Entourage been like? Did you watch it live when it aired? Yeah, I love it. Was one of the few shows that I got into and, and made a point to watch every Sunday night. And uh, you know, it's a different time, dude. Like, uh, and you really see that now. But just like the dialogue, I mean, I think people think it was a little more broy than there was. I don't know. Even with some of the misogynistic dialogue and uh, behaviors, like I never really took into consideration i just kind of acknowledged it as being like just dudes times. uh but but yeah exactly that that as well and uh and also the stories were always so much more um part of what stood out to me so i was able to kind of see past some of the extra broy shit like you know dudes you know i guess the, any guy has had a, a a version of of some of the things they say but like you know i couldn't totally relate to some of the uh the way they were talking about chicks, but I mean, it, uh, it also, again, it just seemed like a, uh, these guys were caric- uh, caricatures of dudes, you know, exactly. so it, it never seemed too offensive to me, but looking back, you're like, yeah, dude, I mean, like the way they talk about like fucking jerking off and all this stuff and, yep. and fucking girls, you're just like, oh, and you could definitely not get away with that right now. Yeah, but I think the way or the reason we all related to that back in the day is because that's how guys talk. That might be a really elevated, like, comedically written version of that, but I think that's what resonated with guys everywhere with the show. Because, you know, I talk to my friends about jerking off and girls and shit like that. It's yeah. it's kind of natural. Yeah, it uh, it is. It's, uh, it's, you know, it's a part of life, and I think if we can't talk about it through podcasts especially, then when can't we talk about it? Especially a podcast about Entourage. Yeah, dude. Let's dive Good in. Way. We are breaking down episode nine of season two, titled I Love You Too. It aired on Sunday, July 31st, 2005, and on Tuesday of this week, just two days later. Adam, I know you're, you're an NBA fan, so I want, I want to see if you remember this happening. The largest trade ever in NBA history was completed. Five teams combined to swap 13 players, which was one player more than the biggest deal ever, which was in 2000. Those 13 players included uh, the Miami Heat acquiring Antoine Walker from the Boston Celtics and Jason Williams, James Posey, and Andre Emmett from the Memphis Grizzlies. Do you remember that trade at all? I do. It was a big moment. I'm a big uh, white chocolate fan myself, so I liked seeing the Jason Williams go to Miami Heat and then eventually win a championship with them just a year later. Yeah, dude. He was uh, an integral part of that squad. I think people overlooked that, but uh, he was quite the baller. So this episode, heading to a comic book convention to launch Aquaman, Vince decides that he overreacted in blackballing Mandy Moore from the film. But when she wants him to be friends with her fiancé, he can't quite play along. The situation gets worse when an influential internet journalist starts asking questions about the co-star's old fling, and Vince abruptly ends the interview. As the hero of Viking Quest, drama is a big man at Comic-Con, and it's his acquaintances, a group of porn stars turned comic heroes, that finally manage to turn the angry journalist around. After a visit from the Pussy Patrol, he deems Vince the perfect Aquaman, and the boys head back to L.A. to celebrate at a U2 concert, courtesy of Ari. Adam, what was your favorite moment from this episode? 
Oh, man. Um, I mean, look, I'm a big Johnny Drama fan. So when he uh, is getting hassled about autographs and is being such a prima donna about it <laughs> and then finally agrees to it at the pool yep. and then uh, those kids see somebody more enticing and they kind of walk away and he kind of gets, you know, seeing drama get taken down a peg is always hilarious to me. So uh, that was especially uh, sweet to see. Anyone looking at me? No. Keep watching. Someone will. Tarvold? Tarvold? It's on. Yes. Can we get a picture with you? My booth opens at 6 p.m. Autographs 10, pictures 20. I have a flight at 5 o'clock. Maybe next year, son. I need my rest before game time. Come on, you were my favorite Viking Quest character. I even brought my own helmet. Oh, yeah? You see that thing? Hmm. She's a beauty. No horns. You know, it was only a myth that Viking helmets had horns on. One picture, please. 40 bucks for the exclusive. Done. Nah, I'll do it for nothing, because you guys are real fans. Can I get one Viking call? Come on, we're in civilian waters here. Please. All right, I'll do one. That's awesome. Sweet, man. Come on, let's get this over. Hey, Johnny, you should put on some sunblock. You're getting a little red. Thanks. Is that the angel? Sorry, Tarpold. Vanessa! Vanessa Angel! Yeah, dude, just so funny. I mean, anytime he gets the rug pulled out from under him, he's he's got, like, this angry, like, Chris Farley and then Turtles his spade kind of thing, and it's, it's just a really uh, hilarious dynamic. But, like, seeing him get angry is so fucking funny. Dude, that's a great that's a great analogy. It's the Farley and Spade of two thousand and five. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, well, we're Bro Bible, as you know. We're sponsored by BroBible.com. We talked a little bit earlier about the broiness of the show. We like to talk every week about the our favorite bros being bros moment from the episode, and that's not necessarily like guys being broy. It's just more like guys being guys. Which right. part of this episode jumped out at you as being a bros being bros moment? Dang man, I mean, I think. You know, when they were all walking through the uh, hallway and they ran into the uh, the guys at the Pussy Patrol and yep. uh, the way drama was kind of introducing him and Vince and then kind of being like, and these are the other guys, you know, <laughs> and uh, just kind of throwing them under the bus. And then, uh, you know, Turtle walking uh, uh, to get a, to look as they uh, were walking away and they're all kind of, you know, geeking out. But Vince is kind of staying real cool. And then I liked how, uh, how drama... When they're like, yeah, Tarma, did you uh, did you do porn? Like, how do you know these girls? And he's like, no, we were in scene study class at at uh, Howard Fine Studios. She's got great timing, bro. I was like, oh my God. It's so funny. This is my brother, Vance, and these are the other guys. It's a pleasure to meet you, Jess. Oh, it's nice to meet you, too. How the fuck do you know Jesse Jane? That was Lou with her and my burn through on that broad. Johnny, did you ever get with her? No, I wish. Johnny, please tell me you've never been in the porno. No. We used to be in the scene study class at Howard Fine Studio. She's got great timing, bro. Uh, you know, kind of the exact way a couple of young dudes would react to seeing, like, three of the biggest porn stars in the world in person, yeah, for I think. Sure. Um, yeah, I like that moment. The moment right before that's good, too. So, like, after they run into Mandy Moore and her fiancé, they're all arguing over how he handles, how Vince handles this Mandy Moore situation, and the different suggestions are just fucking hilarious. No, Vince needs to make her fall back in love with him and then crush her like she crushed him. Payback time. No, what Vince needs to do is never talk to her except during work. And even then, only during takes. 
later on when he's like trying to get a date for dinner they're debating about whether he should go at all <laughs> turtles yep. like just order for her in front of her fiance yep. that'll be a power move yeah dude, it's so funny it's uh i mean i've been in that situation i know some of my friends have been like you know, how do we handle this like awkwardness between you and a girl and then we just throw out like dumb meat-headed ideas that like no one would actually do they just would be funny to hear our friend do it you know yeah <laughs> what was your least favorite moment from the episode Oh, dude, probably when the U2 concert got cut short. <laughs> you just wanted a whole 30-minute, like... Yeah, dude, I was like, HBO, like, what gives, dude? Like, <laughs> what a dick tease. What a Bono tease. Um, yeah, I would have loved a full show from, from that moment on. But, you know, what do you do? I did a little bit of research, and so how that came together was obviously the cast went to the concert because they were so new they weren't actually allowed to set up any like film equipment so that's all handheld camera stuff from ellen's crew and when they're trying to get to the front of the stage all the youtube fans had no idea who they were and another like some fans said like we don't care what show you're shooting i've been here all fucking day that's so funny and they also didn't know whether or not bono would like actually wish drama a happy birthday so they asked him to do it and they had to basically wait and react because they, they were on film the whole time they're on film the whole concert and as soon as bono said happy birthday to drama in spanish dud ellen like screamed over to uh tevin dylan tevin hud adrian to make it seem like they j- were super surprised that bono made the announcement so all right now. Yeah, it really was. My least favorite moments just gotta be Vince kind of melting down in the RJ interview, like, and then storming out, and and E and uh, Shauna follow him, and E's like, "You asked her to marry you?" Yeah. So what? So what? I'm your best friend since we're six years old. I never heard about this. Yeah, and I'm like your West Coast mother. I mean, I can't believe you didn't tell me. I never told anyone. Yeah, well, I'm not anyone. Look, what do you want to hear? That I got humiliated? That I curled up in a little ball like you usually do? Oh, hey, fuck you. Look, I don't have to take that shit from some jerk-off just because he has a PC. Yes, you do. That's why they pay you what they do. That's why I didn't want this girl in this movie, because I can see she's going to fuck up your professional judgment. This wasn't professional. This was personal. This is not good, Vince. Vince, we got to fix this. Yeah? So get out your little toolbox and fix it. I Just a guy, like, flailing. You know, he's 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 kind of hitting rock bottom here with this whole yeah. Mandy thing and, like, him lashing out at people. Just not a good look for the usually chill Vincent Chase. Yeah, it does... It really was uh, kind of a vulnerable moment for Vince, and I think like one of those moments when you uh, you kind of go, "Dude, you're a fucking movie star. Like life yeah. rules. Like what are you making such a big deal about?" But like you know that type of drama you need for the show, and I guess you need him to kind of not just be playing by the rules with everything and fucking shit up. And and um, sure. it's one of those things I think people think that actors are too that like but i think the show does a good job of not making him seem like such a a diva but like you know me just being in the business and seeing him handle some of these things i'm like dude fucking you just fucked up he's like who cares man if he writes bullshit and fucks up the movie then who cares and i'm like dude nobody (laughs) would do that like you play ball it's such a self-sabotage but but yeah i mean i guess you know it's also that just goes to show you i guess you can also argue the other side that you know it's such a sensitive topic for him that that uh you know he he just um 
was kind of on the edge and was like, dude, if you fucking bring this up, I'm going to snap. What did you think of the overall Mandy Moore Vince plot? I thought it was good. Those the right amount of episodes, right amount of uh, uh, chemistry and, and back and forth. I thought it, you know, I guess it just, I don't know. There could have, it, it was a, it was the right girl too. Like somebody just famous yeah. enough. Yep. Um, and uh, I would have liked to have seen more of them like together before she gets back together with her guy. But I mean, I guess it was a couple episodes. So yeah, she's around for like four or five episodes. And yeah. I completely agree with you. Like she was on the, on the rise at this point finished her music career had pumped out two or three good movies and was kind of the perfect actress to be like vince's uh not nemesis but like downfall this season totally totally (laughs) uh entourage is super quotable uh you know i remember quotes from the show and i haven't seen certain episodes and in years any lines jump out at you from this episode adam i like when when uh drama again again my favorite character (laughs) and he's like uh i make 1800 1800 and (laughs) and they're like turtles like Selling German cars, he's like autographs, dick bag. I just like the word dick bag, dude. We don't use it enough, and it's such a very, it's such an entourage line. You know what I'm saying? The studio wants to see you in San Diego. What's in San Diego? Shamu, Comic Con. Comic Con? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought that comic book geek fest you go to every year. That's no geek fest, Earl. It's my bread and butter. I make eighteen hundred bucks a day selling autographs. Selling German cars, man. <laughs> Autograph stick bag. So There's some good like that. drama punching bad stuff early on in the episode. They're talking about For how sure. drama snuck Vince out of his window when he was seven and drove him to a yeah. concert. Hey Johnny, you know you two is the first concert you ever took me to? Joshua Tree Tour. He snuck me out of the window. I was seven. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I got pulled me. over on the LIE. I thought we were gonna miss the show. You were driving when Vince was seven? How fucking old are you, drama? 31, get off my ass. 31 drama? Yeah, in dog years. <laughs> hey guys, come on, it's his birthday, leave him alone. Yeah, I know, dude. <laughs> Later, Shauna is talking about talking to Vince about the RJ interview, and she goes, Just look at the guy like a prom date. You buy him a corsage, he'll at least give you a hand job. Who the fuck wants a hand job? Would you shut up already, you and you? <laughs> so funny. Again, a very entourage line, yeah. Jerry Ferrara, like, underrated MVP of this season and, and the early parts no of the shit, show. No shit, dude. No shit. You got a lot of good, uh, lot of good sound bites. Good comedic timing, I think, for someone who isn't uh, a comedian. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, any other lines jump out at you, or should we move on? Um, uh, dude, what are the uh, I mean, that one that I already said about him, about the girl having great comedic timing, was one of my one of my favorites too. Totally. Yeah, I mean, like, and that's those really are where the best lines come from. Ease, I feel like, are throwaways when he's not trying to talk about something about Vince, you know? Yep. I oh, mean, it's the whole show is turtle drama in Aria turtle, lines. Yeah, yeah, for sure it is. Hey, guys, I wanted to take a quick break to talk to you again about Fuego Box. Fuego Box is a hot sauce of the month club. They've tested thousands of small batch and craft hot sauces to bring you the tastiest sauces on planet Earth. From hundreds of hot sauces, they find the best of the best and ship them right to your front door. If you go through hot sauce as much as I do, a subscription box is the perfect solution. You can have new varieties shipped to you every month or even every quarter. Your choice, and you can cancel at any time. Try it for yourself at FuegoBots.com and use the code BROBIBLE10 for $10 off your first subscription order. That's FuegoBots.com, the code BROBIBLE10 for $10 off your first subscription order. Entourage is a very musical show. We had a great musical episode last week, and we had a ton of music in this episode, too. If anyone's interested in hearing our favorite songs, we have a Spotify playlist out there. It's in the show notes of today's episode. It's called the Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah Music Playlist, so go follow that shit right now. 
Oh, one more favorite line I have. Let's hear it. Oh, uh, when the Pussy Patrol gal goes. It's me and the girls. We lick ass by day and kick ass by night. That was my high school <laughs> yearbook quote. So that's that one definitely one. Uh, that was your high school yearbook quote. Yeah, dude. I mean, it's just you know, it was a uh, it was a rough senior year, but um, <laughs> but also a great one. So I feel like that really captured 1998. That's perfect. In its truest form. Yeah, dude. <laughs> 1998, 2001. I mean, I ain't 40. I was about to say, because this came out in 2005, this isn't tracking, yeah. Adam. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, any songs jump out at you? I mean, there was a whole fucking U2 concert at the end, but any other songs you hear like really stick with you? Not really. I mean, the U2 song that they go into at the end is one of my favorites, so that's it's really tough to kind of beat that one. But, I mean, you know, I'm kind of partial to the theme, too, man. The theme's pretty yeah. great as far as TV themes go, but um, whatever the song was, I think it was the second transition into the show. I'm not sure who sings that or what that is, but that song was pretty great. Yeah, the song when they're driving down PCH to Comic-Con yeah, yeah. is, is One Shot Deal by Beanie Siegel. It's a nice yeah, yeah. early 2000s hip-hop song that uh, really stands Fuck the test yeah. of time. And yeah. then uh, they're playing the uh, Rock the Casbah by the, the Clash as they're walking yep. through Comic-Con for the first time. Ellen and, and the music producers like they do a nice combination of like hip-hop classic rock like just makes this show stick in your head and uh oh totally yeah and then vertigo is the last song by you too i mean that's uh that's that's an all-timer for sure yeah so this is a pretty decent episode for celebrity cameos like of these two big ones who was your most favorite did you like rain wilson as rj spencer i love rain wilson yeah i think I, I want more, I want more Rain Wilson roles like this. I mean, it's so tough to break from Dwight, but uh, this one I felt like is in his wheelhouse. Actually, this might have been pre-Office. No, it was the same year, the first year of the first season of The Office dropped. So, The Office okay. had premiered in April two thousand five, and this episode dropped in July two thousand five. So he was not known as Dwight at this point. He had had like some bit parts in Six Feet Under, and he had a small role in Almost Famous, but this was just a you know pop in for you know a one week paycheck for rain wilson yeah it was dope dude he's uh he's just he's a versatile guy but he plays that likable angry guy uh real well and uh he looks like a comic book blogger obviously so um pretty sweet casting on that front rj spencer was like loosely based off a guy named harry knowles who used to have a website called ain't it cool news oh, ain't nice. it cool news used to be comic book superheroes movie tv news and it used to get like shauna said like millions of hits a day and they talked about how the guy could like make or break movies. And, yeah. uh, you know, he kind of has that little vengeful turn against Vince. For you. My report goes out on the web tomorrow morning, and it's followed by another one every week until the movie opens. I have one goal in my life right now. Drown Aquaman. It was interesting. I, li- I liked it. I liked him a lot. But uh, I really particularly yeah. liked uh, Jesse James. <laughs> totally. She was great. It was great. Her camera. real name, Cindy Taylor. She was a military nice, brat. She grew up on military bases, somewhat of a tomboy. She was a dance. She was classically trained in dance. She was a cheerleader in high school. And then she began doing TV commercials, including one for Hooters. Oh, my God. No way. She was in a Hooters commercial? No way. She uh, signed a contract with adult film company Digital Playground. She starred in their biggest title to date, Pirates, which was a triple X parody. It was the most expensive porn movie ever made. It had a budget well over a million dollars. Shut the fuck up. Was it like a spoof on Pirates of the Caribbean or what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I remember that movie coming out. I mean, I'll, I'll be the first to admit it, and I, I probably watched it 
a couple times. How how did you get a copy of it? Well, I mean, this was 2005, so like you could still download these things off the internet. It just took like a month and a half, you know. So I'm sure that's when I that's how I saw it. Nice, dude. Well, you're you're a big film buff, so it's <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm doing this entourage podcast. We definitely yeah, dude. What do we think of Bono? Like that was a pretty good get, and didn't the Johnny Drama birthday shout out? That's incredible. Yeah, it was. Uh, I don't know how they pulled that off, dude. But that's like mid concert. Like yeah. that just goes through the popularity of the show. At uh, when this happened, I mean Doug Ellen, whoever at HBO hooked that up, dude. But that uh, pretty pretty insane. I think it was a Jeremy Piven hookup. Everything I found was that like Piven was friends with him and like Piven, they told Piven like, don't ask him until right before, like don't put it in his ear before the concert starts or he'll forget. But like ask him mid concert when he's like off stage or something. Wow, dude. Uh, Yeah, I know, dude. Like the fact that they got that. They looked like they were genuinely surprised when he did it, you know. <laughs> if I'd been standing there with a camera on me the whole time during a U2 concert, I'd be genuinely surprised too if uh, yeah, dude, my character awesome. got called out. Um, every week we do a Faces in the Crowd Award. It's basically like someone in the background or someone who's just in this episode who's got kind of a bigger career. Uh, did you know who Vanessa Angel was before this episode? Uh, yeah, I knew she was she on like Saved by the Bell of the College Years or something? That she, she looks so familiar. I don't remember where I saw her from. She might be. I, I didn't do a, a super deep dive into her IMDb. She was most she's most famously known for playing Lisa on Weird Science, the TV series back in the day. That's where it was. Yep. That's where I remember her. She was also Claudia in the film Teen Pin, and she was the yep. Diet Pepsi girl for a while. She's a model. So Well, every year I do night signs from seven to nine. Oh great, I'm six to eight, so we'll overlap. I'll right. see them. We'll catch you up. Definitely. Yeah, it's good to see you. All right. I'll see you later. Trauma. She's a, it's a beautiful nice. woman. Wow. I hate that bitch. Vanessa Angel. She did three eps of Viking Quest, and then they just gave her the shitbag spinoff. She's been riding the Viking Quest wave for a decade. So have you. Didn't Angel Quest run like five times longer than Viking Quest? Yeah, but only because she showed her tits in Playboy. <laughs> yeah. Classic. Yeah, dude. Yeah, she crushed it. One of the uh, kids that confronts drama at the pool, uh, he's like this really recognizable extra. His name's Jesse Hyman. Yeah, dude, yeah, heavy set kid with the curly hair, right? Yeah, he's been in over 95 movies and TV roles just as an extra. He's most known for appearing with Bar Raffelli and Danica Patrick in a GoDaddy commercial for Super Bowl 47. Wow. Yeah, he's killing it. Dude's been in. Old School, Knocked Up, Neighbors, The Social Network, multiple episodes of Big Bang Theory. Like His IMDb is bigger than people who are on the show Entourage's IMDb's. That's crazy, dude. Yeah, at some point they need to give this kid his own show. Like, just reward him for the, uh, for, I mean, I guess he probably, he probably got, you know, featured in a few shows and then they were just like, fuck, dude, let's like highlight this kid everywhere. Probably became a running joke or maybe it was part of his, in his writer, you know, when he got booked for these things, they're like, look, we're not going to pay you, dude, but we're going to give you a sweet shot. He's got a website where it's it's like Jesse Hyman, the world's greatest extra. He's like leaning into it pretty hard. Oh, which, really? Yeah, you yeah. got to, dude. Yeah, you found your niche, whatever it may be. Like, you're getting paid yeah. to be on these shows. Oh, go for it, dude. Connect for You know what to do. Yeah. This aired in 2005. The fashion hasn't aged well. Whose outfit jumped out at you as being the particularly the worst in this episode? Oh boy, um, you know, 
Vince never stands out to me as like wearing a lot of dope shit. Like yeah. for the money he makes, I was, I'm always like, dude, I feel like he should be rocking some cooler outfits. But um, so I'd have to go with Vince on this one, dude. Like just not anything that that really screams like, oh fuck, like where do you get that? Where you try to hold your phone up to the TV and and, and you know get it to pop up on your phone. It, uh, Vince always wears kind of like the I bell feel like bottom if he did shoes. That, yeah, if you did that, you'd be like, dude, I wonder if Vince gets all this dope Banana Republic shit or this, <laughs> these fucking uh, Hugo Boss uh, shirts. And it's like, you, you know, you would hold your phone up and it would pop up and be like, oh, shit, TJ Maxx. Fuck yep. yeah. All right. <laughs> I guess they still have uh, they have still have options. I'm surprised you didn't call out Turtle. I mean, everyone calls out Turtle every, every desk they have. I mean, I he's, it's kind of an easy target, but I particularly liked slash disliked his like whole powder blue dead up when they get to Tomaton. Yeah. He's got yeah. like the fat Joe shades, you know, like the the tinted uh, sunglasses. Like he's a, a rap model. Hilarious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Any references didn't stand the test of time for me. I think. Uh, let me just dive in. The whole recreation of Comic Con is just bad, especially on an HBO budget. Like, I granted, like yes. This is 2005, so it's Tomaton isn't what it is now back then. But like, they were, they looked like there was like a hundred people at that fucking thing. And I did the research, and in 2005, there were over a hundred thousand guests at Tomaton. Uh, yeah, dude, it it, uh, it they didn't really show the bigness of what that uh, convention holds. Have you ever been to it? Yeah, a couple times. I think even the. Uh, I'm gonna go this next year. I'm on this uh, Hulu show with Seth Green and all the robot nice. chicken guys. That's um a medieval claymation show with Adam Pally and Breckenmeyer and Seth and myself. And, and um, I think we're going to go down there for that, but yeah, these panels and shit are just massive. And the people walking on, even at the pool, like the fact that it was kind of sparse. Yeah. Seemed, uh, seemed weird to me. But, yeah. um, Drum and turtle did two seats easily. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was crazy, but, um, but I guess, you know, it wasn't really about that. And that's, you just think budgetary, uh, budget, uh, I was about to say budgetarily. I don't think that's a word. Dude, I love, <laughs> I love being hungover and then just starting to think words that aren't <laughs> words. Um, but the budget for to try to recreate that that uh, that mess has got to be just like something they did not have or want to put into. You know, the whole episode takes place at like the San Diego Marriott. So yeah, they probably they probably took the conference room at the Marriott and added some like booths to it and, and said this is Comic-Con. Yeah. 100%. And before yeah. we move on to the next uh, category, when you see Seth Green, tell him about the Entourage podcast. <laughs> I will, dude. Appreciate it. Uh, if this episode aired today, how would it be different? We just talked about we just talked about Comic-Con. Like, it would be much bigger if it aired today, but like, did, anything plot-wise or just any details jump out at you as not being uh, aligned with 2019? So what about the episode is, would not play now? Yeah, or like, how would if this same plot aired today, how would it be different? You know, I don't know, dude. There, there's, I mean, there's a lot of entourage still that I think is you can get away with um, now. A uh, couple things, I think. Yeah, well, we'll t- the Tomaton thing—it would be much more massive. There'd be much more of a rollout for Vince and Mandy Moore. They, you know, they're just like kind of hiding on a balcony and walked in. There's like 20 reporters there. It would be a whole convention hall yeah, now. If, if it is a yeah, for sure. If it is a big movie like they were saying then yeah there would be more of a a fanfare for him but uh yeah i think yeah maybe some security when he walks in like (laughs) showing him at a panel maybe would be cool versus them just introducing the movie totally 
are taking some questions at the end uh, for reporters. But yeah, James Cameron would have been there one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I also love little details like Shauna lighting up, up a cigarette in the hotel room and like uh, Vince smoking a bond. <laughs> like, yeah, too. They did tossed, and it doesn't matter that he's a, a a list movie star. They did tossed for violating the hotel's rules and regulations. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. A lot of good drama moments this episode. You already talked about your favorite. Any other ones jump out at you as being particularly good? Yeah, when he's quizzing uh, Turtle on the uh, <laughs> uh, on the on the uh, facts about uh, Viking Quest, and then Turtle bullshits with him. That's me, guy. Come on, drama! You're ruining my weekend. Come on, these fans will tear me apart if I don't know this shit. Pass me the baby oil. Maybe you should put on a little sunblock. Test, test. All right, fine. It, just the idea of him just being out there trying to learn shit about his own show and, and prep for uh, getting quizzed by his fans is, again, really funny to me. And uh, and then doesn't later in the episode, right, doesn't Turtle uh, – um, or doesn't he – he, Turtle gave him the wrong answer, right, yep. about where Yeah, where is Tarvold born? Where was Tarvold born? Northumbria. It was Orkney. Bullshit. Let me see that thing. You forced me into doing this, and now you're calling me a liar. Fine, take it. Okay, I believe you. The comic book nerds are like, how do you not know where you were born? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Nice nice detail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved his whole just wanting to did a nice tan and turning, like, fucking maroon red. And it's like Aston, like, you know, should I wear my home or my away outfit? It's just great. Like, so drama. Yeah. At the end, he goes during the uh, the Aquaman uh, press conference. I hope there's a part in this movie for me. Oh, yeah, you're going to play Aqua Velva. Yeah. Dude, Turtle's lines. He cleans up this episode. Cleans up. He does, dude. Yeah, he just got so many uh, alley-oops <laughs> from drama. Adam, if Vince wins every episode and so he's exempt from this category, who won this episode? Dude, I think E because E uh, kind of saved the day with uh, getting RJ laid with that's, uh, that's a good with call. And so I think, uh, you know, he kind of was there to save the day for Vince again, which there was so much in, in this uh, season where you got to have, you know, Vince uh, fuck something up and he come to the come to the rescue to kind of solidify his his spot as uh, his manager. But uh, yeah. he really, really came through on this one. Yeah, it's kind of a sneaky favorite that or sneaky underdog that you'd uh, nominate. Yeah, I, w- I was thinking you'd go drama because drama makes out with Vanessa Angel. He gets the shout out from Bono at the end. Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, I'll, I'll give it to E. We haven't given it to E in a, in a couple weeks. It's been drama. Let's give E some, give e some love, dude. He's fucking- 100%. Uh, yeah, he deserves it. <laughs> was this an A-list episode, a B-list episode, or a D-list episode? Basically, was this great, okay, or trash? Uh, I think A, dude. I think uh, anytime they go on location- um, Yeah. Uh, you know, you get a couple good cameos and and um, the Mandy stuff. There's just a lot going on in this one, and then the Bono stuff. It was a pretty great episode. There's a there's a lot in there. Completely agree with you, and I agree yeah. that there's like something about the entourage going on location, whether it's New York, whether it's Vegas, whether it's Comic Con, whether it's Sundance. Like you just get better performances, and it's kind of like fish out of water stuff. It's great. Yeah, yeah, it's really uh, like the Vegas and the the Comic Con ones to me are some of the best ones because they're just you know getting out of their. Uh, you know, their surroundings because there's only so many places they can hit in LA, you know? Totally. So last question, love to ask this of all my guests. It's a yeah. question that recently got brought up episode two of this season by the Chad goes deep guys. Who in your real life entourage are you? Oh dude, I am uh you know, I think every dude wants to say they're Vince, but uh, 
Dude, unfortunately, I think I'm a Lloyd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, um, nice hold for applause for the joke. Uh, that's the first. Uh, that's the first Lloyd. Uh, yeah, the first no, Lloyd dude, joke. I, uh, I don't know, dude. I think you know, Turtle. Drum is a character I like the most. Turtles, uh, sass and and sharpness and uh, you know, business savvy and being social is uh, kind of what I relate to the most and what I uh, um, see in my uh, in myself a little bit. But um, yeah, dude. I mean, uh, drama, dude. I mean, I guess, I guess him because he's kind of the comedic relief you know so that's kind of what i am in my my uh in my yeah. buddies yeah so uh so i have to go drama i think sure and you're an actor as well so Fuck like yeah. you're the closest thing i mean if you don't want to say vince i'm dying for someone to just bit i'm fucking vince but you if go. you don't want to say it it's all good yeah did i wish i mean that's i mean look i in in my in my group of friends in seattle and stuff who aren't in the business at all yeah like i'm that to them you know what i'm saying so it's like when i get to provide cool cool uh, hangouts and things like that because of the business then yeah. i guess you know i'm taking on that role but, but it's uh not to the uh, extent that vince does you know i'm you know vince is like you guys want four seats at the lakers game and i'm like <laughs> do you guys want to you know do you want like two tables at buca de beppo you know <laughs> buca de beppo that's nice got that family style going yeah, yeah dude yeah. i'm saying it's official now we, we finally had someone say vince is who they are so i need i needed that i needed someone to just be straightforward with me I've had a lot of comedians, yeah, a lot of people with like followings to come on here and be like, I'm E. And I'm like, no, you're not. Like, you're Vince and your crew. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, fuck that. Own it, baby. Own that <laughs> shit. Adam, where can the listeners of Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah follow you, find you, all that good yeah, shit? Yeah, my Instagram, Twitter, Adam Ray Comedy, website, adamraycomedy.com. All my tour dates are on there. My album's uh, there. Read the room. Get that iTunes, Amazon, uh, Google Play. Um you know, anywhere audio is uh, is picked up, and uh, Shira season two is on Netflix right now. Season three is coming out in August. Um, look out for the uh, uh, Crossing Swords on Hulu next fall. Uh, I got a movie coming out on Netflix uh, in the fall called The Bellman with me and Thomas Lennon, and uh, and more shit coming. So that's it for now. About last night podcast, with Brad Williams. Yeah. Wait, say the podcast name again. I cut off. About last night. About last night, dude. Yeah, me and Brad Williams, yeah. Super grateful that you were able to get, take time out of your busy schedule to talk. Anytime, dude. With a lowly bro Bible writer about Entourage. This has been a lot of fun, dude. Fuck yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah, great, great job. We'll have to link up next time I'm in L.A. And uh, yeah, for sure. Hopefully we'll have you back. I dig it. Thanks, Thanks bro. Thanks, dude.